0: the land of nostalgia. The blast from our past network. Welcome back to action action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our great big list i'm dustin we're on the bfop network you should go and you should check out all the other shows on there check Name out their patreons Four. There's blast from our past you got podcasting after dark you got cartwright you got talking back and there's some other ones That's And just and,
1: some of the best ones
0: and we got a we got a new one coming up i hear yeah. surprise one coming out pretty soon so uh yeah might be a couple more coming on to the network pretty soon but today we're going to review The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, James. Hello! <laughs> you son of a bitch. And John.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is not confusing at all for the listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, so talking about The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, we hadn't done a Western in quite a while. You can do it
1: again if you want.
0: No, it's fine. Have either of you guys seen this film before? Uh, yeah, I have. I saw it once. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool story, John bro. here uh, so <laughs> John weighing in So I have I, I'll say no I've never actually watched The entirety of this film I have seen bits and pieces of it Yeah. I've watched long sections of this And we'll get into how long this movie is But I have watched long parts of it But I've never actually sat down And watched the entire thing Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity To watch the entire thing Like in one in sitting? In one sitting yeah. Which I think is really detrimental Because this movie deserves it Mm-hmm. We'll get into that as well. but um, I you know, think you uh, could still appreciate it. I, I still appreciate it. I'm just saying I wish I could have sat there and Could have had the it. experience of watching it yeah. as, a, as a whole. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something. I, I, I never got the chance to watch it, and I'm really glad that I did.
0: Nice. Yeah. This is one I grew up with. Uh, my dad was super into the Clint Eastwood Westerns. Um, and we had the double VHS because you know it was too long to fit on one fucking tape. <laughs> right. Just like uh, Dr. Shivago. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and Braveheart. Um, so yeah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dustin. You
1: want to talk about Braveheart and Dr. Shivago in the same breath he fucking fooled.
0: <laughs> well, only in that they're both double VHSs. Uh,
1: So's Titanic and spawn.
0: Spawn. Is yeah. Spawn a double VHS? Oh, you didn't have the double VHS of Spawn? <laughs> I guess not. I guess you haven't really seen Spawn then. I guess not. I guess we'll have to do it on the show next week. That's what your pick is. Okay.
1: No, I have a pick already.
0: <laughs> you know that, you fool. You've supplanted it with Spawn. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I saw this movie a lot growing up. Uh, always loved it. But it's funny looking back. I was like, wow, how did I have the fucking patience as a kid to like sit through this movie? Because it's a long fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it might be a bit of a... Patience Trier, especially for you, James, as the...
2: Well, uh, John and I were talking about this actually before we started recording that this is one of those movies that I feel it's necessary to like, because it, it fits with the story and the style yeah. that, that it's kind of long and drawn out. Yeah, kind of makes sense.
1: I thought we were going to do this later on, but um, so James was over on the weekend and I'm like, hey, have you started watching the movie yet and he's like yeah I'm this much in and I'm like this must be killing you
0: cause yeah, it's, right right
1: it's like 2 hours and 40 pretty much 42 minutes oh long. Christ
0: and I watched the extended version which was 3 hours long. well I
1: didn't I didn't even I didn't know even there, know was, there was, was one yeah
0: it only came out like a, a few years back I think the extended uh, remastered version But yeah, yeah
1: so I didn't watch that but I watched the the regular version and James was very it was very strange talking to James about this movie because he was like, <laughs> "You guys make me so sound weird.
0: So no, I'm not, horrible. I'm not. I'm
1: not trying to make you sound horrible. Like to do with horrible. This you, piece of you shit. You just have
0: preferences. Yeah.
1: No, because I am the same. I hate long movies. Like I just, I can't deal with them. And get a sword back.
2: Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> cool. no, Especially in the theater.
1: Yeah, um, but but mostly James brought up. He's like, "Yeah, but this movie deserves it."
0: yeah he it, earns, this, it earns it, it earns
1: it like you you he He. i think his exact words were like yeah but you you almost have to let a movie like this yeah. just breathe like be there and and i completely agree with him this is a movie i have on this podcast fast forwarded parts of movies before um because Wha- i was behind what? because i was behind a deadline <laughs> To watch it. I mean, Blade... Son co- of a bitch! I think Blade <laughs> was one movie where I like, fast-forwarded through parts.
0: It was, like, one of our very first episodes. He's yeah, already well. shirking his duties early on <laughs> in the podcast. Uh-huh. If you think I have any mm. kind of shame, you're fucking <laughs> wrong.
1: Um, this is a movie that I actually had fast-forwarded through some parts at, near the end, because I was... I thought we were recording tomorrow, not today. Oh, okay. So I, uh, I had fast-forwarded through a couple of parts... And I actually found myself rewinding it and being like, "No, you can't."
0: I gotta go back. I gotta can't, know. I,
1: I can't do this. Like, I I don't want to miss even like two minutes of it. Of like a scene of a guy riding a horse. Like, I just <laughs> I don't want to. I want to watch. Like, I want to bring in every every scene, every every yeah. part of this film. I want to see, and it it was a revelation. I loved this movie. I loved it. I, it's fucking great. <laughs> I
2: feel like you can't appreciate the end scene where they're, yes. they're you know, have that standoff. I don't think you can appreciate that without the, like the build build. Mm-hmm. Right. And sure. There's some scenes they could probably cut from the movie to make it shorter. But you know, I,
0: I think this movie, well, let me tell you, they did. Cause I watched the extended oh, yeah, version. Yeah. No, I understand All that stuff that. doesn't add anything to the movie. Uh, whereas I feel like, yeah, there probably is some sure stuff I you understand. could What the shit? Shut up, Siri. Open? Uh there probably is stuff you could trim a little in the in the actual movie, but most of that feels germane to the whole thing to me, whereas like the stuff like that they did actually cut from the that they've added back in on this extended version, you don't need it at all. Right. But yeah, I think you're right. Like it's the building to that moment it wouldn't feel as epic and as grand if it wasn't this sort of epic saga that we had gone through this big journey with these characters to arrive at this like predestined moment. Or do whatever. you want
1: to get to that point? Do you want to say it or do you want to like, would you Oh yeah, well, we to, should, we should put we should the ending off. Yeah. Cause I would love to talk about that and start mm-hmm. using names in that scene. Cause I, I'm so excited to talk about that.
0: Yeah. We, yeah, we should save it for a little bit, but let me actually read the synopsis. Cause we've, we've, here we are, we've jumped out and I haven't read it. Uh, This is a 1966 movie directed by Sergio Leone, starring Clint Eastwood, Eli Wallach, Lee Van Cleef, among others, and the synopsis is, while the Civil War rages between the Union and the Confederacy, three men, a quiet loner, a ruthless hitman, and a Mexican bandit, comb the American Southwest in search of a strongbox containing $200,000 in stolen gold. So yeah. Um,
1: Which is kind of true, but it actually isn't true for two thirds of the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I I mean, at first only angel eyes knows about the box, right? He's the one who's like actively hunting it from the beginning. Yeah. The other two are just sort of doing their thing and then they kind of fall into it.
1: They fall into it. Like it wasn't even like it it, it came upon them.
0: Yeah.
2: What's the origin of this movie? How did this
0: movie? Uh, well, so this is the third part in a trilogy that Sergio Leon directed called loosely just referred to as the man with no name trilogy okay um so you had fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and then this movie now something i just was reading last night which i never realized is that this is actually a prequel to those two movies uh clint eastwood gets his poncho that he wears in the movies he gets it in this movie and then he has it on in all the other ones oh i see Um, So this one's and this one's taking place during the Civil War and those other two movies take place after it's over. Okay. Lee Van Cleef, I just watched for a few dollars more again as well um, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And Lee Van Van Cleef is in that movie as well, but he's uh, playing a completely different character, which I think is so funny. Like Italians will just do that. They'll be like, yeah, this is the same same series of movies And we'll just We'll just have like I think there's like Three or four actors That show up in like Bit parts in this That played other characters In the other movies and stuff I have like such there.
1: huge respect for that
0: They're just like Yeah just go for yeah, it Yeah fucking do it Who gives a shit Who gives a shit Yeah Doesn't it fucking matter
1: <laughs> Like I love that Like I'm like Who fucking cares Like oh Everybody's like Oh well like This character is doing this It's like I don't give a fuck This is a good actor I'm gonna put him
0: back gonna In my use them again
1: Yeah fuck you uh, It's a new person uh, It's a movie Shut the fuck up like deal with it
0: (laughs) and so like Lee Van Cleef who uh, like I said was in the previous movie for a few dollars more as a totally different character that he when he got offered that movie he was like on the verge of like quitting acting because he was just like my career is nothing's happening with it really like uh he's you know he's doing a bunch of western tv shows and bit parts and He was cast as a villain early on because he wouldn't get a nose job to like change his like sort of long, like sharp kind of beak, like nose that he had and stuff. So then he was just always cast as villains and everything. Uh, That's so uh,
1: insane to me. (laughs) Okay, so that's so insane to me because I'm watching this film and I'm being I am completely struck with how pretty Levon Cleef is like he's truly a handsome,
0: beautiful man. He's a handsome dude, but he does have a look about him where, like, you get why he's cast as a bad guy. You do. You get that, but, like... Yeah, but that's, like, a
2: thing with movies, like, older movies, where... You watch older movies and you're like, oh, their teeth aren't perfect. Or, oh, they're, you know,
1: they look a little off. Which is kind of funny for this movie because their face isn't
0: totally symmetrical. There were
1: so many people who (laughs) I was like, their teeth are way too good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for the old west. But like, to me, like, I wish I looked like Vivon Cleave. Like Like, he's so good looking to me.
0: He's so awesome. That, like, and he's so <laughs> yeah. badass. Yeah, no, in the previous movie, he actually does play a good guy, interestingly enough. Um, but here, of course, he's, he's angel eyes. And man, like these three, I, could you have cast this better for these three roles?
1: Oh, I know, right? I, I don't know if I've watched a movie where I've been so excited about talking about how everybody is so perfect. And they just nail everything. And it's so funny.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny, too. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, so fucking Tuco, funny. Eli Wallach is fucking hilarious. Eli
1: Wallach is so funny. I don't understand how this isn't... Oh, I, I mean, it is. Like, I, I've seen this, like... People have, like, kind of stole, like, this kind of vibe from yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, for
0: sure. But he's so good. Yeah, he's, he's tremendous. I mean... But the <laughs> script is so funny the script is great so like at the beginning when we're introduced to him he's on the run because he's like he's a notorious criminal His price on his head and he escapes some guys and then uh, you know Clint Eastwood's character who he refers to as Blondie through the movie uh, catches up with him and he takes him in for the bounty and the scene when he takes him in for the bounty the, all the stuff that he's like cursing him with is just so hilarious he's like you're the son of a thousand bastards, all of <laughs> yeah, them like yeah. you. And it's that. hilarious. Your mother's better not to talk about and all this stuff.
1: I, I, th- that could have been in the script or it could have just been like. Oh, a lot of uh,
0: we, Eli Wallach stuff is improvised. Oh, in the movie. If, that,
1: if he just made that shit up, this guy.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff apparently he did oh make God. up. Uh, like the scene much later when he's in the tub and the guy uh, from the opening <laughs> sequence finds him and comes to kill him. And he says all that stuff, and then Eli Wallach shoots him through the out of the water of the tub, and then he says, "If you have to, if you have to shoot, shoot. Don't yeah, talk. Don't talk." That was an improvised line. Oh man, that's <laughs> so, so good. good.
1: <laughs> that it could not have been better. He's that from the opening scene, though. Is is he? Isn't he not from the uh, the scene when uh, he's been captured by the Confederate soldiers? No, and no, he's he was, he's take, one
0: of the guys that he's um, one of the, the three guys that go in to kill him in the very beginning of the movie. Oh,
1: I thought he was the soldier that was um, late later on when he gets captured. Yeah, yeah, they by spend some by Leon yeah, and he gets taken to the train and he's being brought to another right place. There's a, a Confederate soldier who like they talk to, and he says something along the lines of. I, I don't. I can't paraphrase it. I'm. Like, I'm going to ruin it.
2: You're talking about the guy where it's like uh, I like bigger guys because when they
0: fall, they down, fall. They make a lot of noise. noise that and he, guy. And he's like
1: I like people with two arms.
0: Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something like that I mean he's got so many funny lines he's got the there's, there's two kind of spurs in the world my friend those who come in by the door and those who come in by the window <laughs> he's always got like a saying like that there's two yeah. kinds of whatever
2: but I love uh, like him with Blondie and their relationship throughout the movie oh it's so it, great it's so good It's <laughs> it's like a it's almost like a stooges. Yeah, thing almost where, ordering on that. Where they're just like back and forth and like just who's getting. Who's got the upper hand yeah, at who's any got the t- upper hand. At given time?
1: Yeah, I I absolutely loved everybody in this movie. Like, as a modern, not a huge fan of uh, Clint Eastwood, for, you know, for being a complete piece of shit. <laughs> um, it I loved I loved it. Like, he's, he's so he's, fucking cool. He's in so, these cool. He's so cool so cool. Can you be cooler than Clint Eastwood in these movies? No. I don't think it's possible.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, he, maybe you're Lee, if you're Lee Van Cleef. Like he's a he's, Lee Van Cleef is <laughs> fucking he's pretty
2: cool. fucking cool.
1: But you know what? I take Tuco.
0: Yeah, I mean, too, to be, all, that's
1: too, the thing. Yeah. They're all awesome. To be completely yeah. honest, like Tuco's just like he's a fucking gutter snake who's just going to like <laughs> fucking survive.
0: I love okay so like you're talking about James the relationship when Tuco has the upper hand and he is taking Blondie through the desert and making him like you know yeah go through all that shit and then he gets the name from this guy that where the, where he the does. gold is buried of course he does and he's like don't die Blondie don't die <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah he's <laughs> I'll get you water I'll get you water and then they're yeah, like the, you're they're my like, friend yeah. he's at the monastery nursing him back to health and he's like you're, you're lucky I was there when this happened <laughs> like it only happened because of him
1: Chuka's like is my favorite character he's f- phenomenal but like he's
2: so fucking funny but like their relationship like it's a friendship movie really I oh mean, it's, a buddy you know,
1: co- it's a buddy cop movie
2: yeah like even all the way to the end and it's mm-hmm. just like it's so perfect oh
1: is there like when it at the at the end, when you see Blondie, like, like, have his eye through that scope, and he's going to shoot that rope for the last mm. time, you're so ecstatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're know, like, I was pretty much, like, standing up and being like, yeah! Because, <laughs> yeah. he, like, he gave him everything he wanted. Like, and I think that's another thing that we need to talk about, like,
0: about Westerns,
1: which is that Westerns are about
0: good and bad, right and wrong. Like, I mean, it's in the title of this one, but the funny thing is like, is you know, is he good though? Is he good? He's just he's less not. bad than the he's, other two. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the, the opening scheme is that he's going to catch Tuco, yeah. hand him in for the bounty and then shoot, shoot the rope when he's going to be hung and then take him back to another town, hand him in again and do I, it all over again. I
1: think what you're looking at is that you have like a scale, which is zero being good, right? right. Which would be like Blondie. Right. And then you've got Tuco, which is like negative five. <laughs> and then you've got a fucking uh, Angel Eyes, which is negative ten. Which is
0: like the coolest fucking name, too.
1: Yeah. Right. But like, he's not good. He's just less than normal. Like, he's just base, like baseline he has human characteristics. I mean, I because even Tuco like. Tuco and Blondie, sorry, Tuco and Bright eyes, bright eyes, angel eyes, angel, angel eyes don't have humanity. That's, that's what they're kind of. Alluding. I think we
0: I think we even get some scenes where we see a little humanity in Tuco. I agree. Yeah.
1: I agree with you. What I'm saying is at the beginning, though, is that you're saying that that Blondie is is just base human. Mm-hmm. And then you're 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 like kind of like going backwards from there. And Tuco does show himself as being. Having human characteristics. I don't think that he, well, you see that in when he's uh, talking about his brother.
0: Mm-hmm. The monk, yeah.
1: Like, he obviously wants to project this persona of lo- having a loving relationship with his brother.
0: Yeah, he's like lying to Blondie about what happened between them. And that, and, 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 and the monk, like his brother rejects him. Yeah,
1: and Clint Eastwood is just like understanding.
0: Yeah, just he's just chill. He's like, "Here, you want a cigar?" Like he just gives him one of his. I feel like this could be a movie in which
1: you actually have an angel character that comes from heaven, that's like supposed to be like living amongst humans for like a year. And it's just being like, okay, (laughs) like if you put it in that sense, where he's like, okay, just be like completely like zero. You have to be good, and you're not bad. You're just like equaling it out.
0: Well, I think there's just a few things that Blondie, we'll call him, does in this movie um, that that are on the good side. Like even how he deals with Tuco at the end is sort of good. It's sort of good in a way, or at least it's a it's a, a more fair than he needed to be.
2: Right. Right. I mean, I do like when Blondie is doing the scheme that he was doing with Tuco, like with somebody else, with Shorty, Yeah, yeah. where he's like, sorry, Shorty, and then lets him hang.
0: Because Tuco catches up to him (laughs) and is like, he's going to get his revenge on him. Yeah. He's like, what about Shorty? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Sorry, Shorty. Yeah. (laughs) And that guy just hangs. That guy just hangs. That's it. (laughs) It's just like, this is his like little scheme that he's running everywhere around. I mean,
2: that's a hell of a scheme. That's also like you really gotta trust the guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well that's when well, Tuko's the- like, my neck is the one in the <laughs> yeah. rope, so I want more of the share of the money. And he's like, Right, but if my share goes down, my aim isn't gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I mean it's just perfect like that.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally true. They have a relationship that is so much deeper than they let on yeah well, which the, is proven by the final scene which is there's proven just by the little fact that things
0: where you see that like they kind of care about each other in a weird way they absolutely care about each other well, like,
1: well they're
2: like it's almost like they're like brothers from like a rough family or something it's like they'll definitely stab each other in the back but
0: <laughs> when it comes down to it Right. They'll take their side in some weird way. Yeah. Like even when... uh, James is going to do this to me one day. (laughs) When Tuco and Blondie end up as prisoners at that union camp. And then they go in and it turns out Angel Eyes is is posing as an officer there. He's like gotten (laughs) himself Which is so awesome. Uh, You know, first they bring in Tuco and then like he has him beaten by that large guard to try to get information out of him. Because he's been looking for the gold box this whole time. Yeah. And now this guy, Tuco, is using... The fake name Of this guy He's been looking for So he hasn't beaten And then Then later He brings in Blondie And you know Blondie sees The blood on the ground And like You can You get the sense That he's just like Oh shit Like He's like He he asks He's like He's like what happened to Tuco oh, Like, did, like he wanted to know Did you kill him or not Oh I'm sorry Are we
1: like Going back to when they Say that they're unions Sorry they They're, say they're
0: posing as Confederate conf- soldiers And they get taken prisoner In No the they, union they're camp. posing
1: as As um, Yankee soldiers
0: No No they confederate taken. No they're confederates Because they They're like Hey array for Dix- Dixie General Lee And all that stuff When, they, when those guys ride up And then they uh, ripe, and Wipe then the grey off them yeah. And it's dust And they're actually And they're blue Union guys But yeah Um There's a lot of also, like, once we get into the... Because we have the Civil War as the backdrop that all this this story is happening through this. Yeah. And there's just all these kind of crazy moments of, like, the scale of the movie where they're hanging out in a town that's getting, like, cannon-bombed. Bombed, Bombed, yeah. And they're just sort of, like, hanging out there. (laughs) Like, everyone's fled the town. It's, like, been abandoned. And they're just like, oh, this is where we are. And this like, everything's blown out. (laughs) Like, bombs are dropping. Which is...
1: Okay, I gotta be... I kind of feel like I would be the same way.
0: Like, like if yeah. I was just... They've already bombed the shit out of Well, him. if
1: I was just kind of on my own, I would kind of be like, all right, I'm doing this thing. Bombs are going to land where bombs land. Right. Like, you can't really change that.
0: Well, so, I, I, when they're... Yeah, <laughs> okay. so, it's like a crapshoot. So, so,
1: so, when they're walking, it's just like, well, I might as well walk with yeah. utmost confidence.
0: <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there's no avoiding it well it's almost like
1: you flinch too much like you flinch to freeze the point up or where something. you yeah where you were like well I'm not gonna flinch anymore because I've I've, I've survived this long and I don't know James what did you think I feel like you'd be the same way
2: I mean it makes sense I mean these, these guys are just cool as fuck so it's a cool backdrop for them to just be like hanging out like even uh, Van Cleef just hanging out Falling asleep on that bed
0: <laughs> Yeah he's just chilling Where he's
2: like yeah go follow him You know mm-hmm. find it where you go Now in that town you get that awesome scene Where Tugo catches up with Blondie And then is going to hang him
0: Oh that's actually the town A different town oh, before that's a different earlier town. in the movie yeah, yeah, he's And about then to it gets bombed And then yeah, the, the building they're in gets bombed and, it and, like then collapses. He, and then he
2: looks up and then he's gone <laughs> Yeah
0: you get the <laughs> Whatever the
2: Oh the, the
0: music man Yeah, the score is the other component here where I feel like the score, in more so than even most other movies, is as much to do with the success of the storytelling. It's so iconic. As everything else. And not just like that, that yeah, yeah, yeah shit. Like when you get to that final sequence, the score is so fucking good. The the song that plays when Tuco finds the graveyard and he starts running through the graves trying to find the it's ecstasy of gold. Um, actually, if you want to drop it, James, that would be fantastic. It's just so fucking good. I, I actually literally got goosebumps like while I was watching it last night. Um, but it's used all throughout, and when you have all these scenes with the soldiers when they're they're going to these different Civil War camps and they're seeing all the dead dead guys everywhere, and there's this kind of like melancholic music that that he's got playing uh, Ennio Morricone. It might be the the what's well, the greatest Western score, no doubt. And it's got to be one of the greatest, periods. Well,
1: it's considered, I think, to be one of the greatest scores of all time.
0: It has to be. Um,
1: <laughs> I love how this movie works its way through the what's happening at the time with the Civil War, with everything. How they deal with all of that. And they, like, sit in it for a very, very long time.
0: Yeah, they visit all that stuff, like, more than once, right? Like... They go to that other union camp uh, and they say they want to enlist, and then the drunk captain who's just like so depressed that he's fighting over this bridge and all his men are getting slaughtered,
1: but he didn't want it like and no yeah, and then you see they blow the bridge up, and that's what he truly wanted, like mm-hmm. and he left them behind, I think, so they would do that
0: well, you know he 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 gets injured and then like they tell him like, hey, you know, yeah, listen, it's going to be." it's gonna be alright like they're gonna go do it now then he oh, dies peacefully oh, like, so, after after it blows oh, once he gets up. to I, see it
1: so I fucking I must have left for like a second oh yeah when that happened
0: um, then they fall asleep while the bombs are still dropping I, and then they wake up the next day just and everyone's sleeping gone. and everyone's gone I
1: love that shit I love the fact that like they're showing how this is such a stupid war how people are just dying and th- they never make war glorious Mm-hmm. war is fucking despicable and it's gross and the people who are in charge don't even believe in anything but like they have to just keep going and especially the type of warfare where it's just like um i think there's a scene at that battle in which the north and the south like they meet on the bridge yeah they just run at each other and and, the, shoot at and, each other. and, and
0: blondie it's just cannon and, fodder like
1: yeah blondie is like i've never seen so much waste of human life or something like that. Like it, it's so true
0: because mm-hmm.
1: there's nothing it's people, it's machinations of people above them. Right. And these are just poor hu- human beings who are just like, just, being, just
0: on one side or another being, yeah, being
1: canned fodder. And they blow that bridge up. And that general is truly like, I think he's so happy because he's like, okay, now my men won't die.
0: Yeah, that was his whole thing. Yeah.
1: It, it wasn't selfish. He's for ta- him. He
0: talks about like the drinking and you know whoever is the drunkest and can like sort of put themselves in the situation and not care as much. Or now something.
2: this is a scene. I feel like you didn't really need to have this scene. In the movie. Yeah,
0: you, you could definitely argue it's not necessary. I, I feel like in a movie like this where they're kind of on this odyssey, right? It's just one more step in their adventure yeah and it's it's great stuff i think you're right you don't need it it,
2: i think it's like the a good bonding they're bonding together yeah it just goes the stuff with them it just goes to to their yeah
1: their relationship so i thought about that while while this happened actually and i had the same thought which is we we i personally hate remakes and reboots but if you're going to remake this to make it a mini series, or at least a series over three seasons where yeah. you can redo these, these things.
2: I mean, after they remade the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> I just hope to God they just never remake another. Because I,
0: don't, because I they, don't know if I could bring myself to watch it if they remade this. I What I'm saying is if they remade it as a
1: TV show.
0: Yeah, there's there's certain things they could flesh out better for sure. I, yeah. I
1: think would be good uh, personally. I'd say write a new story.
0: But how, where are you gonna get? Yeah, you write a new story. A new where story. are you gonna get guys to play these roles uh, like this?
1: Um, well, I'm mean, Scott
0: Eastwood. <laughs>
1: Scott Scott Eastwood. We've got. Um, uh, I'm thinking of hockey. <laughs> All, my brain is just like saying hockey. Tuka Rask. He's a hockey. Tuka Rask. Yeah, he's
0: a good goalie in mm-hmm. there from Finland. He play. He play a great Tuco. Uh,
1: Seth. Uh, Seth Rogen.
0: Uh, Seth Rogen as Angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Think, I don't know if that'll work. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you know who would be
1: good in this? Jesse Plemons.
0: I mean, he's just good in everything because
1: he's just a great actor.
0: I don't know if he fits any of these roles particularly. Ben Affleck, but, uh,
1: Matt Damon, Jesse Flumins. <laughs> wow, well. I don't.
2: I, I just don't think they can make just, a movie like that and like give it justice because no. it it would have that that flair that they have now when they remake movies where it's like another rock movie or uh, you know or what too they, polished. Yeah, it's too polished.
1: So here's a... They make movies this way now. They make movies that way. Like, obviously, there's filmmakers who can do this. Oh, I they 100% agree. They could remake this movie shot for shot.
0: I know, but what would be the purpose of It wouldn't
1: be the purpose. What I'm saying, though, is that, like, why Gus can't, Van
0: Sant, what would be the purpose of that? Sorry.
1: Why can't... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Now That's you've that. caught me up, because now I want to <laughs> reply to that comment. <laughs> which is like of course he shouldn't have done it but like also i think he did a better job than people give him credit for um but like we just don't have time for this like power of the dog is i think the closest. Sure, there's a new a, western story it doesn't western have to story. be a
0: remake of something
1: um but we i don't think we have t- we don't have time for first of all two hour and 41 minute movies.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? They just put out the Batman. It's three hours long.
1: Yeah. It's, trust me. They got time.
0: I mean, most of the Marvel movies are two and a half hours long.
1: No, I don't think that people are willing to sit through a, uh,
0: a not Marvel movie. No, what,
1: something <laughs> yeah. that's not connected to something else.
0: Right. It's not a, it's not based on some previous I'm IP. not willing to sit through a Batman, Batman movie that's
1: three hours long. Like that's personally my thing. Like, I'll watch that shit at home. I'm not fucking going to the theater for it.
2: I just think if you tried to like remake this or you know something like this, um you would just have people just say. One, they wouldn't watch it because it's not like the movies that are out now. And two, they'd just be like, oh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is better than this. So why would I waste my time?
0: And they wouldn't be wrong. But you could make a- <laughs> no, I understand.
2: I understand. I think but that that's they the would, problem. Nowadays, like,
1: they would make a miniseries out of it.
2: Yes, probably. I, I just feel like you hear a lot of like, oh, no, I like this version like the original version and i cannot accept anything mm-hmm. other than the original version so it, it it's like that you're like caught in uh the studio wants to remake things because they're like okay well this is guaranteed money right. you know and
0: it's recognizable property yeah
2: hey we already own this property mm-hmm. we can just pump out a remake or a reboot or whatever and people are just like no why would you fuck with that so, like yeah. that's good yeah
0: i mean okay, uh, i i mean this happens all the time and there's constantly remakes and stuff and reboots and whatever and generally speaking i'm open to remakes and reboots but there's certain things where it's like no you should not do that do not do that okay. <laughs> like die hard hold on i <laughs> sure die hard but i think i feel like this is one of those movies like there's just no way to recapture what they have here with these three actors, this score, this director, this script. Like, you just can't do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I have a lot of problems about remaking films. So I was watching this and I was thinking, this could not be remade mm-hmm. as, a te- as a movie. It, ha- it would have to be a miniseries.
0: Yeah. And I think you'd have to, I mean, but then what would be even be the point of remaking it? I was going to say you'd have to shift away from these being the characters because you're not going to find anyone to play these characters. Um, I'm against remakes
1: almost entirely.
2: I think a remake or let's say a miniseries would just flush out the characters more. Yeah. And you could do
0: more with the civil war backdrop and stuff. That's all. But
1: I think that when we were younger, I think that we were, I was personally more into the idea of remakes. It's like, Oh, it'd be super cool to see this on Mm -hmm. the screen.
0: Instead, it wh- not like there are no good ones.
1: No, but instead, what I like to see nowadays is why aren't we doing this, but like with a modern kind of like take on let's it? Let's
0: take that story let's idea. Let's take that story. Yeah. You know, and let's, it like, let's, doesn't have to be the remake. Yeah. Let's bump
1: anything. it up like yeah. 45 years yeah. and be like, hey, what can we do?
2: You imagine the good, the bad, and the ugly, like modern or even 90s. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly like set in like New York City or something. I
0: think it would be also cool to do that. <laughs> oh. See now that that's an idea. That's a that's a, very a, co- that's yeah. a twist. That's a very cool like, idea. that would be cool.
1: And we can still set it like we don't realize that this movie was made, you know, x number of years before it was set. Oh, sorry, after it was set. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? So we're at a point now almost, where it's like I think
0: almost 100 years after. Yeah, it was let's set. make a
1: movie <laughs> that's set this many years after Mhm. When we're making it, like let's let's do kind of those things. There's so much stuff there. I, I don't think it's getting made, and why is it not getting made? Like why why aren't these things kind of getting greenlit? Like but why aren't westerns? What what happened?
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole other can of worms to get into. But
1: <sighs> but what's your opinion?
0: Well, I mean, there was so many of them for so long in, in old Hollywood, like from the beginning of move like filmmaking like up was until, it just because they were cheap to make or what i think like, the 70s is where you started to see it slow down a lot i don't know if it's cheap to make if people were into the story and then that or into the idea of that setting and then they it got burned out on it like there was so much of it just like you know people are getting burned out on marvel movies now like there's it's just it's, it's, the, it's the fad it's the popular <laughs> thing so there's tons and tons and tons of it and then it's Diluted, and then we're like, okay, we're so bored of this fucking thing. Let's do something but else.
1: Marvel movies is a. That's so different. This is an entire genre. Like, yeah, but, but just, superhero movies is gone. a genre now. Yeah, the superhero movies are not going away.
0: I don't know. I, I James, think I think Batman? everything is going to go is cyclical.
1: I,
2: I think they'll they'll fade out. But it, it's kind of like um like buddy cop movies. Like there was a shit ton of buddy yeah. cop 80s, movies in the eighties, nineties.
1: Buddy cop Um, movies is, by the way, my favorite genre of filmmaking. (laughs) Can we just make great buddy cop movies? Hey, do you want to feel good? Watch a buddy cop movie.
0: Watch Mm. Top Dog. Top Dog. (laughs) Fuck, yeah. Do you want to hate Nazis? Yeah. Watch Top Dog. (laughs) Um. But let's get back into a little bit of the movie because there's just some fun stuff to talk about before we get to the big finale. Mm-hmm. Um, love the scene where Tuco goes to the guy's store and he, like starts taking the guns apart. Oh, yeah. This is, this is a scene that they paid homage to in John Wick 3. Right. I, and that's
1: exactly what I thought. I love this scene because I think that up to this point, I don't think you take
0: Tuco seriously. He's a... He's he's a, he's, a, he's too much of a joke, but then yeah. you see that he is a deadly killer too. He's, yeah, he's Tuco. He,
1: yeah. I, I think they say he's Tuco the, the Rat. The um, He's dismissed as the being, rat <laughs> as being nothing. But when you see in this scene, is that no, he's not Tuco the Rat. Like, he's, he's devious. He he's he's Tuco the the alive. Like, he's still he's living. Sur- he's a
0: survivor. He's a cockroach, he's right? He's a cockroach. Like, yeah. he's, he's
1: living. He's, he keeps going. And I... Just love his shifty head. Man, I loved it. His shifty head stuff. Where he's ev- <laughs> everything he does in this movie is... No, oh, it's just perfect. I mean, he
2: is the perfect... That's a perfect casting.
0: You, uh, you couldn't do better. And apparently this stuff too, where he starts taking the guns apart and putting them together and listening to like, yeah. he's like, you know, rolling the cylinder between his palms and stuff. All that stuff he did, he did like, they just told him do whatever because he doesn't know anything about guns. Oh, okay. Like Eli Wallach. And so yeah, he's just doing shit. And, and
2: then he's like showing it to the clerk and like, see, like, hmm, see, see. Yeah. But that's <laughs> like,
0: just
1: so like, Eli Wall- Wall- Wallach, uh, Wallach, uh, he's so good. Yeah But nobody
0: is talking about him Cartridges
1: We should talk
0: about <laughs> yeah. him And then he just robs the guy. How much? $20 No, how much? <laughs> and then how much? Yeah $50 And then he cocks it How much? <laughs> $200 He like robs them <laughs> <him. laughs> Oh man! It's just, then he sticks the clothes sign in his mouth when he's leaving. Also, yeah. apparently, a Wallach, uh, in, like just made up on the spot thing. But, so good. <laughs> he like he knew like he knew the character he was playing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. He embodied it.
1: I think that he's doing this also at a time in which people aren't doing this. Like this is really showcasing what an, uh, a character actor can do
0: yeah I mean he's, if you looked at the opening credits it's and Eli Wallach like he's the last uh, build person in the movie but he's arguably like in some ways the star of the movie
1: to me he he's my favorite part of the film yeah um, Clint Eastwood um,
0: uh, yeah Lee Van, Cleef. Lee Van Cleef I mean those guys are you need all three of them for it to work you but, need it all yeah. to
1: work those guys are the they are the actors they are just like pulling everything together but Eli Wallach is completely stealing this movie from them
0: at every <laughs> but, turn. I mean, he he is, is the most showy character, right? Like, obviously, you know, Angel Eyes is, is this totally evil, like, totally immoral bad guy that we see in that opening sequence, which, by the way, is so badass when he goes to kill that guy. And he says he always... And fin- sees a job through, and he's been paid. Yeah, and the, like the music there, like the strings that come in when that's the starts, and then like the sun comes down the stairs, and he just shoots him like so fast, just like the guns yeah, out, bang, so like a snake. When right. Sh-
1: when he shoots that, when he shoots the sun, it shows like this is who this character is. He takes that money, takes but, the like, money, and he but goes. For and he- Dustin, what you're saying when he goes back to. Like his client, the the guy that hired him, yeah. And he says, "Hey, I did what you asked."
0: But hey, I've also been contracted to kill you. you. Yeah, he's like, you know, when I've been paid, I always see the chapter, and then he just puts the pillow over his face and (laughs) shoots him him a bunch of times.
1: Like I, like I love this shit. (laughs) This is the James and John thing, though, where we love people dying.
0: I mean, the other thing I want to bring up is like just the shots that are used in the movie. Like, I feel like he leon vacillates between like super long shots and super close-up shots like all the time so like you have that long shot with angel eyes standing in the doorway of that house at the beginning and it's like down that like you know there's an arch and it's like this far off thing and it's the perfect silhouette of like the gunslinger in the doorway kind of thing and then but then you get all those close-ups that he uses throughout the movie but you know especially apparent in that final showdown where he's going between their eyes and it's just like zoomed so far into their faces like yeah you're just seeing their eyes as they all get ready like to draw their guns
2: i also like how they're they're all just so dirty and sweaty and yeah you've dirt f- in the
0: creases of their skin it and just <laughs>
2: feels like you're in the west like it's
0: well that but that was also a new kind of thing at the time because the westerns had been the John Wayne style the good guys and bad guys are clearly defined. Right. Yeah, there's no good uh,
1: guys in this movie.
0: Yeah, there really isn't even despite the title like like we talked about like yes, maybe Clint Eastwood is less bad, maybe. He's, but he's not a moral like no. good guy. He's a guy who's a he's a scammer too. He's he brings a, yeah. everything up to. Why he's a he's a guy whose self interest is above all else. Yeah, right? he
1: brings everything up to like that like, like that line of being like the good and bad you put into the world. He's striving for
0: equal. Well, he's just, he's taking. He like wants to take what's his, but he's not necessarily gonna. Do any fucking thing to f- completely fuck you over. Like he has a line that he won't cross.
1: Yeah. I. I we need to wrap this up, but man, his love of Tuco. His
0: <laughs> it's love there. for Tuco. It's there. It's not like it's super showy, but oh, it's, it's there.
1: I t- I see it so much in everything he does. Like he loves <laughs> Tuco.
0: <laughs> I think he's just having fun with him. Like, you know, so he gives the cigar to that soldier that's dying yeah and that's when Tuco takes off on the horse cause he's, now he knows they've exchanged finally like Tuco had the name of the cemetery Blondie had the name of the grave so they finally exchange it in case one of them dies while they're like hooking up that dynamite to the bridge right uh, and then Tuco takes his first chance he's like, alright, I'm gonna take off on my horse and get there before yeah. he can <laughs> but uh, there's he... two types of people in the world my friend yeah. those with loaded guns and those who dig <laughs> <laughs>
1: He, he loves... like I think he loves Tuco. Like,
0: yeah, I think he... I mean, I think he has an affection for him. Yeah. Um, and
1: he saves him in the end.
0: Yeah, or at least allows for him to save himself, in a sense. You know, like...
1: But, but he's also... Uh, he does that hero thing, which is so awesome, which is, like, not taking more.
0: Yeah, he takes his half of the money <laughs> like and leaves it. his half. All right. But the idea of being like, oh, but, like... You know, you might die, you might live, but you're here's your halfway. Like- but he's <laughs> yeah, here's your half. Figure they're, it out now. They're
1: really creating a great like uh, I would say comic book because that's what I read more. But like a, a great strong hero through through like his actions, which is like not a hero in any way before this, but by giving Tuco the money at the end. And giving him the opportunity. He's giving him his
0: fair share, which is like what what he agreed to, right?
2: Now, I did think, okay, so now he has the money and he has a horse because Van Cleef got there somehow. Yeah. So I thought, okay, so he's got a horse then. So
0: Well, I like the, the fun idea is like previously he pursues him to get back at him for... For leaving him in the desert, I was like, Do you think he's gonna see the, the desert? Does their adventure go on? Does I, he keep
2: I actually pursuing think him afterwards? He shows up where uh, where Blondie is eventually, further down the road, and then he's kind of like, Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm still on to you,
0: I just, I or he's know. like
2: lost all his money, right? His right, <laughs> he gambled it all away, <laughs> or whatever.
1: I'd like, yeah, like you see him in like Morocco. <laughs> just like years I, 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 <laughs> I
0: want to see that like
1: 20 years later uh, like in a in a foreign city
0: somewhere else totally
1: when they run into each other I think that would be amazing
0: I just uh, I just thought of his performance too though it's so good because we're talking about how funny he is but the scenes with his brother the monk in that scene where his brother like tells him he's a piece of shit and all this stuff and like you see him get emotional about the fact that finding out that his parents have died in the intervening years and he's been away uh, and, then and, then he, his, and then he turns angry instead. Well, then his brother. His brother his, throws, bro- his brother. his brother's like, what, and how have you been? I heard you had a wife somewhere. He's like, oh, I had many oh, wives. Like i was like, here, there, whatever I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> but he's doing it out of an anger, out of like a. Right. Like, uh, yeah, um, you get
1: the sense in that scene, you get the sense of understanding that like Tuko is a character. Just like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like the ugly, like he's playing a character.
0: Yes, he's become this bandit person. He's not. That's not necessarily all about him. Like you, you get. That's the. That's the beauty of those scenes is that even Tuco is fleshed out as being like an actual person. Right? Yeah, and right.
1: in that scene, his brother is seeing him as a one-dimensional.
0: Yeah, he's just a, a murderer guy. And although, like, if you listen to the crimes that he's accused of committing, well, when they're rates, doing the hanging, he raped a
1: white woman and a black woman,
0: <laughs> yeah. that were
1: underage.
0: Yeah, so he, so he's not a good guy, but uh,
1: we're not trying to say that. But what? Yeah, I think that what the movie is trying to say is that possibly done these things, but his brother is not considering him as a human being. Mm-hmm. He's considering him as a list of crimes. he's just
0: a sinner or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: wherein, uh when Tuco goes talks about his family, he's saying, "Well, no, you took the easy road." You yeah. Left.
0: You're a like
1: you weren't you weren't there when hard decisions had to be made to protect mom and dad. I've done stuff and I've done stuff in our name. Mm-hmm. And you get to just completely say like you weren't a part right. of it. Yeah, like you, you took things
2: of it the cowardly way out. Yeah,
1: like I I have possibly killed to feed our right. parents whereas you just got to go to seminary.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in, in all those sequences. James,
1: would you go to seminary?
0: <laughs> for for John? <laughs> to save John's soul? No. <laughs> no, nope. Okay, let's talk about the last set piece, because that's what it's all been about. That's what we've been getting to. Um, oh, man. Just from the moment that he starts running through the graves, and it's you've got those spinning shots of like all the gravestones going by with the music. And then finally it builds and builds and it just stops. There it is. There's the name that he's looking for. Yeah. Um, and then of course Blondie shows up, but then Angel Eyes has the drop on both of them. Um, but then they find out, Oh, there's nothing in that grave.
1: It was so rad when, when Angel Eyes shows up. I, man, I love that. (laughs) It was so, it was so perfect.
0: He's just like, uh, He's like two dig a lot faster than one Yeah (laughs)
1: Um, I I love that whole like thing Where it's like there's this whole Rules about who digs
0: Yeah who's got the upper hand over who And it
1: kind of It it just like tells (laughs) the audience like Okay so here's the progression Of who has power
0: Yeah But Blondie is so cool like he's just like Yeah I'm not gonna dig like I have the name Uh, i'm gonna write it on the bottom of this rock put it in the middle of this man this is all set up so perfectly i was like man what a fucking cool location and then i was reading about it and apparently it was like they just made this (laughs) location for this scene yeah it's not even a real like place well i
2: was thinking like where the fuck is this yeah why would they have this like that giant that circle
0: it's so perfect Um, It, it
2: is perfect
0: yeah, but perfect. it's not real. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it looks real. It looks like a real place. Yeah, like, but you get the standoff where... The greatest standoff yeah. in the history of movies, in my opinion. Is this the
1: definition of a Mexican standoff?
0: I don't know if it's a Mexican... Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, but I don't know. Like, it, it, It's of... awesome because it's a three-way, like, he could shoot him, and or he could shoot, like, who's going to shoot who. And
1: I was, like, having watched it... the music is
0: fucking great. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, you're absolutely right like this is all culminating in this amazingly beautiful and we're so saturated
0: back and forth like each guy's eyes and his hand as it inches closer to his gun (laughs) and it's
1: so saturated with like everything that has happened before and it's all like coming to like this like ultimate fruition
0: and then it comes to and then it's yeah and then Blondie doesn't even look at Tuco he just if you watch if you pay attention to his eyes in that sequence Tuco's are shifting back and forth like constantly like yeah (laughs) yeah. and Angel Eyes is looking back and forth Blondie is only looking at Angel Eyes because he knows that Tuco's gun is unloaded so he only shoots Angel Eyes and kills him this
1: bothers me a little bit because I was like there's no way that Tuco didn't know his gun wasn't weighed like weighed properly.
0: I guess. It's just hanging on that cord though that he has that like leather I th- I tie.
2: I think you're supposed to think that he's just more concerned about the money so he's not really paying attention. Maybe. I, I, yeah. I think
1: that's just, just like fucking 50 years of time has just I've, I've watched <laughs> thousands of movies mm-hmm. that have looked at this film and been like alright. How can I build off of this? Right. Um, that was one of my thoughts, though. But um, I want—I'm so glad you brought that up, James, about the, how uh, he tied the gun.
0: Yeah, he has yeah. like that leather tie thing. That's,
1: which is, I think he doesn't
0: have a holster like a normal cowboy. He's, no,
1: which is, I think, one of the fucking coolest moments in any TV show or movie that we watch where an actor does that where they tie a string to their gun. Yeah. I always think it's so cool.
0: He looks it, really cool with it. It's just it's almost like more like a like a he's like a pirate or something. Yeah. Like he's just keeping it, his gun through his little what, sash. It just and,
2: fits with his character in the sense of like he's not just like a regular gun slinger. He's he's a I mean he's the rat. He does whatever he <laughs> has to do,
0: and doesn't a fucking holster. Yeah. Come on, you gotta have your gun and just like hanging in there.
1: I think what happens is in modern films where you see actors or characters doing stuff like that, like it's it's supposed to show some type of um, understanding of what they're they're a part of right. that's separate from the characters around them. So when you see Tuco. Like tying that rope in, mm-hmm. like that, like what's well, not a rope? It's more like a, this is like a, a little shoelace. tie. Yeah. Um, when you see him do that, it's like, oh no, Tuko understands how to survive better than anybody else. He's got
0: his own methods of how he does things. And right? when you see that yeah. in
1: modern in modern films or modern TV shows, what you're seeing is is that you're you're normally seeing that in a character. I'm thinking of Fargo, uh, the TV show you are seeing a character who understands uh, the necessity of stuff like that, of like how like these things that a normal person wouldn't think of, but where guns are tied to their.
2: I think he just doesn't want to lose it. Yeah,
0: like, yeah,
1: that's the 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 oh, kind of right what there. I got. Yeah. Oh, I I think of, yeah maybe I'm
0: wrong. Well, I'm, I don't know if you're maybe wrong. Maybe I, I don't built know,
1: up it's, a, too much of a huge thing. Whereas like I think that he just like knows exactly what he's doing. He's like. You're right. From the rat.
0: I just took it as like they all have their own sort of method of how they think is like the way to be the the most efficient killer, right? Well, so they, like
2: they also have their guns in
0: different slots. Yes, yes, like, like Angel Eyes has his on the opposite hip backwards. He has to like So he has to reach across. Reach kind across, of thing. yeah. And Blondie has that hole sort of in the poncho that he can draw from on right. the side so they all have like their own style right so I mean uh, yeah, when, right, right. when you're making these characters too right you want to have all the different ways they stand apart as their own uh, guy but but yeah so he kills angel eyes and uh and then he shows Tuco that there's nothing written on the rock because he's like it's this grave here beside <laughs> and he tries to read it he's like Un-c- un- un- there's no name on it <laughs> <laughs> it's unknown it's yes <laughs> Uh, that's a funny moment Very back, well, all the way back at the beginning when he brought, first brings Tuco in, <laughs> and the guy looks at the wanted poster of his face, and he's like, what? What is that? And he's like, I'm innocent. He's saying all this stuff, and he's like, you can't even read. <laughs> so, <laughs> still, <okay. laughs> but yeah, I mean... And just such a great payoff then Tuco he gets him up on the gets him puts the rope up one more time and yeah like, Blondie he wouldn't play a joke on me like this <laughs> like, after everything it's so through, good it's I, perfect
1: he plays that character so much so it's like every single time he talks you're like I wanna save you <laughs> And then you're like, oh, no, he's going to try to kill me again.
0: <laughs> yeah, Because he's a scumbag.
1: But, it, but it's so
2: perfect with him being, the, you know, Tuco the rat, <laughs> where it's just like, you know, I'm, you, you're a scum, Blondie. You're, good you're a at pig. This. You're you a always tell them you're a pig. You're a pig. And he's like, Blondie, no, Blondie, please. <laughs> yeah, We're friends. I
1: think
2: think it's don't all, die, Blondie.
1: <laughs> the other genius part is, is giving them two names. So there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then you've got Angel Eyes, Blondie, and the Rat. Like they're they're playing these different
0: characters.
1: Yeah. And the end of the movie is just like the Rat.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's the Ugly. Oh, the Ugly. Sorry, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he comes. He comes back riding over back. Like you think, oh, he's left him there to hang. Possibly, it looks like he's gonna hang. Look <laughs> like the way he's trying to yeah. precariously balance on that thing, and the, the, he on, looking. He's he, looking look down at his gold. piles gold. of gold. He's <laughs> on. A,
1: he's literally on a cross.
0: <laughs> and two. Yeah, and because he's standing on the grave marker. He's standing on you know, a grave marker. Trying he's to standing on a
1: cross, trying to balance.
0: Uh, two hundred thousand dollars of gold. I want like that. Must have been an unbelievable sum of money at the time because they oh, talked. Yeah earlier like angel eyes is like yeah he paid me five hundred dollars to kill you and that's like a huge sum of money yeah um so two hundred thousand is just like an insane yeah ridiculous amount but yeah then he rides back over the hill and shoots the rope one more time and then of course ending with him yelling uh, blondie you son of a yeah uh, yeah yeah (laughs) I do also
2: like when Blondie shoots Angel Eyes and then shoots his hat and his gun into the
0: the grave. grave. I like (laughs) that. That was
2: good. Nice little touch.
0: Yeah, just like put them all away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, to me, it's it's my favorite Western ever. I think it's the best. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen every Western movie. There's hundreds and hundreds of them. But of all the ones I've seen, it's hard to imagine there being a better one to me. Yeah. Um I've still I've been going back and watching some of the John Wayne stuff cuz I didn't grow up on that and I've enjoyed uh, like The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance is fucking great. Um Stagecoach is actually really good. He's not the main character in that or anything, but um so there's there's lots of great westerns and, and more I'm going to keep watching, but this one to me is like it's almost perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I think it's Amazing I think this is an amazing movie I think it's long um, I did do a little looking And I did see that $200,000 uh, The website I looked up Didn't have 18 whatever But say 1914
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's about $4.9 million <laughs> <laughs> Wow <laughs> That's life changing shit Yeah yeah. So, so that's not walk- much
2: now I mean that Buys you maybe a house <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty nice house. Pretty um, nice
1: house. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take $2 million. Yeah. I'm going to take $2.5 million, $2. million every day.
0: God. Well, let's talk about the ra- our ratings. Let's get to those. All right. Uh, I'll go last, I guess, in my movie.
1: You should go first. It's your movie.
0: I decided I wanted to go last. All right. Well, I'll go first. Uh, my
2: personal reaction is a nine. Uh, And then my overall score is a 7.2, which I feel is kind of low now. But it's the pacing kind of got me a little bit, even though it's worth it. I think I'm going to change
0: it. Oh, oh, here we go. All
2: right. So then my new overall is 7.6.
0: Right on. Yeah. So. John, what do you got?
1: So this is a movie that I have never had an opportunity based on my own actions uh, to not watch in full. I'm so glad I got to watch it. Uh, I give it my reactions to 10. I fucking love this movie. Um, I think it's amazing. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's, cin- it's cinematic history. Um, I gave it overall it as an 8.2.
0: 8.2. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you. I have a reaction is a 10 and my overall is an 8.2. So that is what? It's an eight?
2: It's an eight, which means it's not tied with anything. Oh, really? It's uh our new number 20. Wow. That's pretty high up. That's pretty high up. Right it's behind high. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's so high and it's so low. So I, I looked at this movie before we recorded, and I looked at a bunch of uh top... 10 20 50 100 lists yeah and this is not on anybody's list that i looked at for best action films
0: yeah i think people look at westerns as their own thing right and they're not looking at them necessarily as action movies and you know uh the action is spread out over this cuz it's a long movie. So there you know there's lots of action in it, but it's spread out over 2 hours 40 minutes. So and westerns do or you know war movies is another thing like that where you could look at certain war movies as an action movie, but people look at them as war movies, right? So then they don't make lists of the top 10 whatever. But um yeah, 20 on our list. I felt like you know we hadn't done a western in a long time cuz we had we did a western theme month way back when. Yeah. And we've done movies that are like modern westerns but haven't done like a
2: I mean the Wild Bunch is
0: number 12 on our list yeah so great movie I think I prefer this movie uh, a little Wild Bunch is fucking great though but the list is what it is I
1: I love the my Wild Bunch ranking uh, uh, sorry uh, my Wild Bunch is probably gonna skew everything because I love that
0: movie it's a great fucking movie
1: holy fuck that's a great movie (laughs)
0: All right. Well, thanks. Also, way
1: more violent.
0: Yeah, it is more violent for sure. It is also a little later. But, um, well, thanks for joining us. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We are on Instagram, Action Action. We're on Letterboxd, Action Action Podcast, and on Patreon, same thing. Uh, Don't bother with Facebook, and we'll catch you next week.